What's up, guys? Welcome to podcast number six. This is um, exciting. I learned how to set up my own audio equipment today, and I had a nice FaceTime session with my uh, pod producer in LA. So from LA to New York, we were figuring out uh, how I can do my own recordings a la carte. And here we are. I taught myself a new skill. I totally practice what I preach and it was scary as fuck. (laughs) Here we are doing it though. So that's um, living proof that you can overcome your fears and start learning new skills. Um, This again is episode number six, uh, being raised by a tiger mom and how I was taught to survive anything with grace. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. I'm Candace Kumai, and today we're going to learn about how to be a badass bee, but also still be super kind and humble deep inside. So I'm going to start this episode off by reading chapter two intro in my new book, Kintsugi Wellness. Chapter two blew everyone away. Everyone from Bon Appetit to Girl Boss to the Today Show wanted to write about Chapter 2. And lo and behold, the title of Chapter 2 is Wabi Sabi, Celebrating Imperfection. This was the year for a turnaround in media where being perfect was no longer the thing and being real is now so in. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for that turnaround to happen because... Um, it's been hard for me to wear like a mask in this industry and have people tell me what clothes to wear and what to say, how to be, what to do, how uncomfortable, like, honestly, I really like who I am and I'm not an actress. I'm Candace K and I want to be myself. So thank God I'm like crossing myself as the Catholics do in church. I am so glad that we are back to reality. Welcome to planet earth guys. Keep it grounded. So I'm going to start reading page 18. If you've got your books with you, you can take them out or uh, listen to the pod again and read through this chapter with me. So at the beginning of chapter two, Wabi Sabi says, my mother always says that life cannot be perfect forever. And when I was growing up, I used to think it was a sad thing to say, but as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate her perspective. She says these words matter-of-factly because they are true. Life can't be perfect forever, and in other words, life will exhaust you, it will crush you sometimes, and that's okay. Holding yourself up to a perfect standard is ultimately defeating because perfection is fleeting. And imperfection is nothing to be afraid of. My mom's attitude towards imperfection is rooted in the Japanese idea of wabi-sabi. And like kintsugi, wabi-sabi celebrates life's imperfections, its tough stretches, and even its darkest corners. Wabi-sabi reminds us that life is indeed transient, and it's imperfect, and it's natural. And there is a beauty to be found in simplicity. Wabi-sabi, the word itself is, is, its meaning comes from being alone or loneliness. Wabi-shi means being alone. And in poetry, the word wabi also can refer to something that is simple or humble and in line with nature. It can also mean a simple and austere beauty, like a monk who's living at peace with very little. 
Meanwhile, sabi refers to the passage of time, the process of aging, and the fleeting nature of all things. Now, when I wrote this book, um, a lot of people thought about wabi-sabi when we talked about a architectural design, pottery, home decor, but it's also, its approach can really be used as an analogy to life. And that's what we've done with this podcast with Wabi Sabi. Now I'm going um, back into just chatting with you. I did take about three days to think about what I wanted to talk to you about today. And I didn't want to rush it at all. I've had a rough last few weeks. And although everything looks pretty, Again, you don't know what somebody's going through on the inside. Um, A lot of things at work are changing for me. I'm also going through feelings of being ready to possibly date like seriously again. Um, Somebody has come into my life that I, I didn't expect to come. Again, as dad says, life is full of surprises. And I also am growing. And you have helped me to find more value in myself and my character because of this podcast. I never knew that you would be so into all of my struggles and my imperfections. Had I known that for so long, I probably wouldn't have put on such a brave and perfect and pretty face for you all the time. But again, this is the year of real. And here we are, 2018, middle of summer, And I couldn't have picked a better time to talk to you about this topic because as I was running today, it was perfectly imperfect. It was actually quite cold and windy in Brooklyn, believe it or not. And as the wind came upon my face and my hair and my skin, I just felt washed over a little in thinking, what? is it that made my sister and I so different than everyone else? And it really just dates back to my mother. My mother was raised by my Bachan and Jichan in Southern Japan and Bachan and Jichan endured and survived World War II. All my other aunts were born through World War II and my mother was born the year World War II ended. She is quite possibly the most magical person I know. And in fact, she is. That's a, that's a sure, th- like hard fact. Um, she doesn't know it and she's not going to listen to this podcast because my parents are super legit, like do what they want. And they don't, they're not like telling me how great I am. This is very like Asian immigrant parent to just be like, oh yeah, pay your bills, pay your taxes always be honest, see what Christmas, (laughs) but I see them way more than that because I work in LA all the time. (laughs) So, um, mom's, um, principal that she works with at her school, because she's a school teacher once wrote about her, his name's Stuart. And he said, if I could pick anyone to inherit the earth, I would pick Miho Kumai, my mom, because mom is, this incredible force of humility, kindness, grace, intelligence, and honor all wrapped in a big, pretty bow. 
who's so wonderful she doesn't even know how wonderful she is. Now, to say that she's a tiger mom is a little bit abrasive because I just had a combo with her now and she said, you know, I'm kind of like a domestic American washed tiger mom, not a true tiger mom, like that tough. Was I that tough on you and JD? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're, you're pretty tough. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like working on the levels still with this pod. So I'm going to change the volume for a sec because I'm getting too excited talking about tiger moms. But what here's what mom did do was she served my sister and I well. She was an excellent mother and she was tough as fuck on us. She was like, you can do better. That's what she expected was grace and honor, intelligence, humility, all the things that she is. When we have children, we inevitably want them to live a better life than we once did. So mom fell in love with dad after he was in the U.S. military, and they raised two daughters in Southern California, and they did it with a lot of tough love. So the first thing that we can learn from my mother, who I'm going to preface was a tiger mom. I don't think any tiger mom is going to self-proclaim themselves as a tiger mom, by the way, because that would be kind of harsh. That'd be saying that you're like a drill sergeant father. So Wabi Sabi was a big part of our tiger mom process. Wabi Sabi is that art of celebrating imperfection. So as I read to you in that chapter, mom did say, indeed, life will not be perfect. It cannot be perfect. And you will never find perfection. It doesn't exist. It's constantly fleeting. And what she wants you to know is that some things will be good and some things will be bad. So she always raised my sister and I with the notion that not everything was going to be pretty all the time. And I think what hurt my sister and I the most and what hurt my mom too was growing up mixed or being like one of the only Asian mixed families in the neighborhood, if if not the city of Carlsbad at the time in the 80s. Um, I think that was hard. I think it was harder than we all admitted. But the thing is, is my dad's Polish American and my mom's Japanese. You didn't sweat. You didn't break a sweat. You never let anybody see you sweat. And you also just worked really hard and you were a good person. And we would never want, or we probably wouldn't even think about being anything other than that because that was, it was just part of our culture. And so my sister and I always tried to do the right thing and we grew up with all the tough love, but it didn't mean that we were perfect. Wabi sabi. We definitely had our ups and downs. And I was not a well-behaved kid. And I played a lot of sports, I think, because I had a lot of anger built up that I could never be as good as my big sister, who was awesome at everything. So I grew up the underdog. Surprise! <laughs> I don't think I've been able to overcome the feeling of being an underdog. And we'll get into that today. So the first thing that tiger moms will always do is that they will preface that you are just never going to be doing enough to satisfy them. And so with that, we can use the term wabi-sabi. You're perfectly imperfect the way that you are, but 
you should always work with Kaizen, which is the Japanese term of continuously improving. It's used in a lot of business strategy here in the US and all over the world and also in Japan, but Kaizen can mean a lot for any entrepreneur out there as well. It means that you will never hit your ceiling or your floor when you're an artist. You can keep going to always improve your work. So, my next book will be better than Kintsugi Wellness, which is going to be really hard to do. And the next shows that I host are going to be even better than the last that I did. And I'm going on the Today Show um, in a few weeks, and my performance will be better than it was last time. And same for Dr. Oz. I have that in a few weeks as well. I will continuously give you my best because that is what I have to offer you. Only my best. And in Japanese, we use the term ganbate, which refers to always do your best. So, at least in our household, with a Japanese Americanized tiger mom, we used wabi sabi, celebrate imperfection in the notion that not everything will be perfect or good. We also practice kaizen, continuously improve. Keep it going. Do not ever accept satisfaction in anything. And if you don't like that way of living, you don't have to live that. None of these tips are anything that you have to take. I want you guys to just enjoy our bestie conversation that we're having. And then I want you to also then say to yourself, what can I use to maybe apply to my life that might help? That's all. I never ever want you to feel like you have to take any of this. This is like whatevs. We're having a sensual conversation right now. It's not really sensual because it's about mom, but that's just a word I use with my friends all the time as a joke. So, <laughs> oh my God, I need to get a life. Okay, so wabi sabi kaizen ganbate. Always do your best. Every tiger mom will expect you to do your best, and you will not. Be accepted in Asian culture if you are not excelling. So, if you are Asian, or say you're an immigrant child, or maybe you know you're just an American who loves working hard and puts forth their best effort, gambate, have the anthem inside of you that says, I will do my best every time. I am not a fan of people who do not do their best. I'm not a fan of, of anyone who is lazy or copying other people or somebody who's not original or somebody who's a fucking coattail rider. Ugh. Those people are the worst. Social climbers, ugh. Not my favorite. You know who they are. So let's just preface this. Always do your best. You know who the killers are. You know who has a true form of artistry behind them. And I say, when you do your best, you encourage others to do their best as well. Go support your friends that are putting themselves out there right now. Or if you have a friend going through a hard time, you better help them get back on their feet because that's what friends do in real life. You will know who your friends are when you are having a shitty time. Let me just preface that because when I went through my last breakup, the friends that were there for me, I took hard notes. In fact, you'll never be able to forget that stuff because that's what life is about is those golden cracks. Kintsugi. Okay, so the next thing we're going to think about when it came to strategies with my tiger mom was enduring. Life is certainly not 
about winning and it's not about getting to the top. It's not about money and fame and fortune. It's not even about the glitz and the glam and like looking fabulous all the time. Everybody likes seeing that stuff, but most of the time life is about enduring. It's about healing. It's about growing. And like I said today, I took a long three days to think about what to talk to you about because I struggle sometimes. I have 265 star ratings on our pod within three weeks or however long we've been launched for. And one person wrote something mean. We finally got our first mean reply or whatever this coward wanted to do. And it said, ha, Candace is a joke. And you know what I did is I read it and I was like, huh, this person is definitely a coward and somebody that used to work with me. Um, it's a fake name. I mean, of course, all trolls don't leave their mark because they're too afraid and too pussy. But whoever you are listening, um, if you're a hater, keep your mean words to yourself. Because first of all, what exactly about me is a joke? The fact that I fucking slung rocks for the last 15 years to get here. You don't like that I'm a cute girl that made it. Go fuck off. Seriously, go take a knitting class. Find something to do with your fucking time. That's how I feel about haters. And that one person, so there's, there's your ratio, 260 to one. That one hater made me so upset. I had to like talk through it with friends. I went for several runs this week just to get my mind off of stuff. And, and running is another great form of meditation for so many of us. Um, I've picked it back up because I'm training for races now, but I also really wanted to challenge myself to get back to my like fittest bod. So I like fluctuate in weight all the time. And um, as a former fit model and model, like I know how to get back on the wagon. It's the harder thing to do, but at the end of the day, I end up looking and feeling a thousand times better. So I want you guys to know that I'm human too. And when people write mean comments and they do it to all of us, you have to remember it's never a reflection of you. It's a reflection of the person or the coward, as I'd like to say, on the other end. They can't even put their name or face out there. And I, I wish sometimes that I could meet these people in person so I could, I could say, let's sit and have a human conversation about what you're feeling exactly when you're writing something like that. Because as an artist, we have to respect one another in our most vulnerable state. That's what artists are. They're brave and they're bold and they're vulnerable. And we must have respect for people that are putting themselves out there because um, not everybody has the balls to do that. So when we're talking about enduring... The Japanese term is gaman. I went for a run to endure the pain that I was feeling because not only does that kind of a comment hurt, but it brings back all those feelings from my past of never being good enough. 
I sat at the 92Y a few weeks ago speaking in front of 600 people here at the YMCA in New York on an incredible panel with Ali Malfucci, Tanya Zuckerbrot, and also Alexia Brew, my amazing uh, editor at Well and Good. And all three of those women I love and adore and I respect because they work. All of us have endured a tremendous amount of adversity. A tiger mom will tell you firsthand you will indeed endure. One of the greatest examples I can give to you is probably the pain from Top Chef moving into the world of culinary media and not being able to get my own series. That took a tremendous amount of endurance And like I said, sometimes it's not about winning. The race is long and it's wide and it's deep and it's vast. Teammates will help you endure. Those are your best friends. Your mom, even if she's a tiger mom too, will help you to endure. My mom often would tell me, You know, I don't even want to have these conversations with you sometimes, but I know it's good for you. So she's so sweet that even if she doesn't have the time, because she's still a full-time teacher at two different schools, she will listen to me because she knows it's good for me. As a child who went through enduring a lot of pain and struggle and being a mixed kid and never feeling like I fit in, um, she took it. She even told me today that um, growing up, I didn't even know this, that my sister and I being mixed and sometimes getting pushed around or teased because of it hurt her. Um, Kids are mean. They're so mean. Um, And her being a teacher, she sees it all the time. My sister used to be a teacher in Japan as well. And she, she saw stuff that was just so hurtful sometimes. Um, I take my hat off to every teacher out there because they have such an enduring job (laughs) and every mom too. But tiger moms will teach you that you will endure. And if you can picture a badass bee mom, just like Asian cracks the whip tells you what to do and when you're going to do it and how, you better believe there was a little bit of fear instilled in me and my sister. My mom ran the house and she ran it good and she ran it organized, tight ship, button up, put on a brave face and you fucking get out there. Now she didn't use the F word because that's very me in New York. And again, if you're listening to the pod, you hear all kinds of profanities. I'm just being me. So let's just put that out there. Duh. (laughs) If you're one of my besties, you're probably dying of laughter because this is like me being me. Oh, the fairy's here. That honking that you hear is the ferry boat by my um, place in Brooklyn. Your ride. Okay, so we know to endure, and we know that endurance takes strength and courage and bravery. 
not all the loud people that talk all the time or push their way to the front or grab the microphone first or hog the entire panel. Those people doesn't mean that they're the strongest or the wisest or the best. Doesn't make them a winner. My father is the most humble and quiet person I know. And when he speaks, you indeed listen. I've learned with wisdom over time in watching my tiger mom and dad. Being humble and quiet is sometimes the bigger and badder thing to do. Endure. Try not to complain. If you don't like something, you go get out there and change it. Take action and resolve. A tiger mom would never settle for a loser. A tiger mom would not settle for less than the best. And a tiger mom will not accept shitty work. You get out there and you fucking do that. Kaizen is something that you can always instill into your everyday and say, I will do my best continuously. It is never ending. When I interviewed the elderly in Japan, and there's a chapter in the book on the Maekawa family who focus on korogaki, um, dried persimmons, the traditional way that they peel and dry and package them, they've been doing for centuries traditionally with one family. And they showed me into their 80s what true love and hard work was all about. And I was amazed when I went to see them um, in the Noto Peninsula of Japan. It's a little fisher village, but we went off the cuff for Kintsugi Wellness, my newest book. And what I did was I interviewed the most outstanding people I've ever met in my entire life. And the Maikawa family, um, they nailed it. I mean, they told me that we weren't ready to retire. There's no word for retirement in Japanese. Indeed, that is the truth. Most of them fall in love with their work. They always do their best and they wouldn't accept anything less. So that's a very Japanese tiger mom sort of strategy. My mom did preface today that one of the things that she instilled in Jenny and I was to be strong, but to be kind. And she didn't say these things. She showed us. And we know that and learn that in the book, Kintsugi Wellness, that indeed, it is about showing and never telling. Learning something that we can all do more of, including me, every day. Now I went to undergrad at Long Beach State, and then I went to Le Cordon Bleu California School of Culinary Arts, and then I cooked on the line, and... Most recently, um, I taught myself how to use audio equipment for the pod, and that also includes back-end work on um, uploading, downloading, testing sound, going through episodes, and writing content around and surrounding the pod. And, you know, this takes a lot of endurance and a lot of strength. It takes kaizen, gambate, endurance, but we can never stop learning And what a tiger mom would want her children to do for the rest of their life is to constantly educate 
continue your education. My father is a great example of this. When my sister and I were little, dad worked a long job from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. as a nuclear auditor. And it was a stressful and demanding job. I interview him on it several times um, throughout my career because I found it to be a really fascinating position. Not like Homer Simpson, but way tougher. (laughs) Um, Dad was so smart and he was so humbled. He's the most intelligent person I know next to my mom. Um, He reads like a new book every week. And when we were little, dad went to college for continuing education And I tried to do the same thing at Columbia here for prerequisites um, in New York, and I just couldn't do it. I found it to be way too taxing. I also have a really demanding career that allows me to travel a lot, and I have to be in LA at times, or San Francisco, or, or on the other side of the world in Japan. So I asked my dad, like, how did you do that? two little kids, a full-time job at a nuclear power plant with a title that really kept you awake all night and all day, a wife, um, and continuing education. And, and dad said, well, you know, sometimes I was in the back of class and I'd fall asleep. And, uh, he said that he would wake up to the teacher or somebody else tapping him, you know, on the back with the pencil and, and saying, wake up, but he still did it. And, uh, he got various degrees afterwards and it was just like really cool to see him do that because I think watching him read all those Tom Clancy books and Michael Crichton and now he's like the biggest fan of reading, um, I think it was Nelson Mandela's last book. And then most recently something on the Brooklyn bridge and the Wright brothers. I mean, I've heard it all. (laughs) Have you heard of the Wright brothers book? It was so good. Um, (laughs) anyways, I love my dad. He's a shining example of somebody who's been trained well. He's in the U S military, but he also like really worked well alongside my mom, who was a badass. They were strong, but they were kind. They learned to continuously educate themselves Now, challenging yourself is another thing a tiger mom would definitely tell you to do. When my grandfather was young, he was an impressionist painter, and he was always an amateur before a professional. So my Japanese grandfather challenged himself every year, all through his life, including into retirement, And he turned his Impressionist paintings into the Tokyo Metropolitan Museum of Art every year. My mom said that it was like this great challenge for him because he always wanted to be accepted to showcase his art at the exhibits there. And she said about 50% of the time he got in, but 50% of the time he failed. And she also said that, you know, he probably did want to be single and free and to paint all over the world. But my mom made this really incredible point to me the other day of saying like, what's more challenging is actually the fact that he was a dad of four daughters through World War II. He worked as an art teacher and a PE teacher. He survived World War II. I mean, they went 
to, they moved to Tokyo, my grandma and grandpa, Bachan and Jichan, they moved to Tokyo from the countryside of Japan to uh, pursue his art more professionally. And then they got bombed out like bad by the US. And so they moved back to Southern Japan in the countryside to escape death and challenging himself, falling in love with Europe. I mean, he did it all. He saved up a lot of money to make sure the family was taken good care of. And he continuously improved his work. It became better and better through the years. He had exhibits all over Japan. And he indeed had collections at the Tokyo Metropolitan Museum of Art, which is the equivalent of the MoMA here in New York. And my aunt carried on the legacy by having her collections at the MoMA all over the world and all over Japan. And I suppose maybe the torch was passed on to me and my sister. <laughs> um, we're, we're two of the more go-getter entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial artists that are out there. And what we learned from mom and Jicham was that if you challenge yourself to do bigger and badder and better things, someone's going to take notes. I'm smiling right now. So big. Um, I didn't think I was going to launch this pod and you guys have never gotten to know me after all these years. I I'm actually really quite sad. Like part of me didn't really want to show my face in a lot of my cooking videos and my cookbooks. I, I was just so sick of like writing about myself. I was like, who cares? Like, it's not about me. It's about the food. It's about wellness. It's about cultivating a better life and sharing that with the world so that people can feel better you know, I've been a party girl. I've been a heavy drinker. I've been a former model. Like I've lived 10 different lives at this point. If I'm a cat, maybe eight and I'm on my ninth now, but I've done it all. And what feels the best is being healthy and vibrant and single and fabulous. And you know, it's not all that pretty. Most of it is challenging as fuck. And I've jumped through more hoops and over more hurdles and gone through more adversity than most people that I know. But the, the bottom line is, is I've come out of it making it look impeccable. And that's because of the art of Japanese wellness, Kaizen, and endurance. Like my mom basically handcrafted my sister and I um, in teaching us to be kind and resilient and strong. And what this is, it's a combination of like a balancing act. I'm not making anything up here. I'm just following what my grandfather, my aunt, my mother, and my sister and father, and what my family has cultivated is an incredible balance of being honorable, honest, real, human, kind, being a survivor. That is what we are. My hand is on my heart because um, I know idea that I was going to be here doing this. I'm really glad that we've been getting to know each other too, because I feel like you have more respect for me in knowing that nothing was perfect. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I had the meanest producers on so many shows, just awful people where I, I would ask my friends like, how do they sleep at night? And they're like, oh dude, they sleep fine. They don't give a fuck that they're a shitty person. I, I do like, I feel bad when I like 
I don't know if I wrote somebody the wrong amount for a check or something. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> if somebody didn't get a matcha cookie <laughs> or if I make like my vegan mac and cheese, um, it's made with butternut squash and like somebody didn't get a bowl. I'll feel like guilty. Um, if there's a typo in your book, I'm like, Oh God, how am I going to live now? But anyways, that's, that's just me torturing myself as usual to make sure that everything is fabulous and everyone's happy. But clearly wabi sabi <laughs> so another thing and we're getting to the end of my list of tiger mom practices here to survive with grace <sighs> the last two things be well or no be real well that's easy i just t- told you a whole earful <laughs> being real is just um, learning to separate you from social media My dad had this really great line at dinner the last time I was out in Cali. And he said, you know, all these kids, they think they're just so entitled. And what happens when the battery dies? Have a think about that. What does happen when your battery dies? Do you have anything to show for it? My sister has a bike shop and it'll stay there when the battery dies. I've got books. They're going to be there when the battery dies. I've got stacks of magazines I've written for and I've hosted plenty of TV shows and, and, uh, online content and media. What happens when your battery dies? What do you have to share and show the world? What would your tiger mom be proud of? Have a think. My mom said something too. She said, you know, are they going to be there when you are dying? (laughs) I don't know that sounds terrible. But she means, will all those social media people be there when you're on your deathbed? Probably not. So I'm learning to separate the two. Like for me, social is a resource for helping to spread more knowledge and education and wellness and food and cooking and lifestyle um, and Japanese culture. And I'm excited about that. And I've never used it. um, I don't want to use it to value my self-worth or I don't want to use it to make me feel good when I'm having a down day. I want to go for a run if I'm not feeling well and feel the endorphins from my circulation and from exercise that make me feel better. Or I'm going to go see friends for a matcha or for, um, we do like group workouts and stuff together, or I'm going to go meet them for a dinner and feel good. I'm not going to rely on social to make me feel good. This is not real guys. This is like a fantasy. What happens when the battery dies? When hurricane Sandy hit New York a few years ago, the lights were out. The Wi-Fi went out. There was no water, no, no power guys, no food, no internet, no phone. <laughs> Janelle came over, Rico came over and the three of us sat in my apartment with candles and like alcohol. <laughs> and Janelle slept on my floor and, and Rico was, he was in, lived in my building. That's Richard, um, one of my best guy friends. And the three of us just talked and that's all we had was each other. And after a few nights, Janelle and I realized like, we don't know when we're going to get power or water or Wi-Fi or telephone service even again. 
So we packed up what we could and we walked 50 to 60 blocks to our friend Molly's house. And we got into a huge fight in front of Molly. (laughs) And that's what best friends do when they're in trauma and challenged and in trouble. But at the end of the day, the three of us then, Molly, me, and Janelle had each other and we took care of each other. I slept on Molly's floor in her kitchen (laughs) and, you know, above like 55th street or something, there was actually power and water. So we stayed with Molly in her studio apartment for a few days and we had each other. We cooked meals together. We had Janelle's daughter come over one day. We had friends stop by to take care of us. It was a really crazy time. You know who your best friends are when you go through challenges. When the power went off, when the battery died, I knew who my besties were. And I love you girls. It's been a wild ride with you two in New York, and I love you both so much. You've made New York so much more amazing because you two are incredible women. Um, Molly McGooth, now Molly Levin, and Janelle Hamilton. Love, 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 love you too. Now, I guess I will end on a few things that mom and I were talking about. So mom says, if you can do something great with your life, why not? Sometimes I ask myself, why am I working so hard? What am I showing for? What am I doing here? And oh my God, like maybe I should finally decide it's okay to have a boyfriend. (laughs) I'm really picky, you guys. And there's no shortage of dates. It's just, I haven't found a great match because I I really want to find someone spectacular. And I think Endurance and my mother and her tiger mom ways are instilled in me. And mom and dad set a gold standard But I do think that when my mom says, if you can do something great with your life, why not? You've got to remember you have the option here to really make a change in this world. And if you want to see change, you can be the change. When I was hanging out with my girlfriend Mariana in um, Italy a few days ago, I put on Spotify and I was trying to think of music that her and I would both love. She grew up in um, close to Milan in Italy, and I grew up in San Diego. So um, Tupac is one of my favorite artists. And he put on Changes, and we both were singing to it. Even though she's full Italian, she knew all the words, and it was amazing. And there's this line in it when I've been writing, I've been listening to it. And Tupac says, we got to make a change. It's time for us as people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. And let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working. So it's on us to do what we got to do to survive. I'm going to read it again because it's so powerful. We got to make a change. It's time for us as people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. And let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working. So it's on us to do what we got to do to survive. 
Remember, life isn't about living for everyone. Sometimes life is about surviving. There are plenty of people out there that need your help. They're living off of food stamps on roughly a dollar a day. They're living in shelters. They're battered by husbands. They've got children they can barely feed. We've got people that can't even keep a roof over their head. We live in a society that praises and allows those with money to get away with so much more than the poor. We're punished when we're poor. You can't afford bail. Then you go to jail for the rest of your life. There are changes that need to be implemented. And at the end of this Tiger Mom conversation, the only reason why I bring up Tiger Mom strategies is because I want you to survive this life. Life is about survival for so many. Let's think about the bigger and badder things that we can help. Talk to your local senator. Join a nonprofit organization that's doing good. Do something to make a change. It is up to us, and we've got to do what we've got to do to survive. That is so true. The one cool thing about that song and listening to it now is that we have seen a black president, and that was awesome. I love you guys. I hope that these strategies will help you more than anything. And I'm going to read some of our beloved Instagram questions. (laughs) Follow me on Insta at Candice Kumai and send me a comment with your questions. I have had so many amazing people write to me. I cannot even begin to tell you guys how much I love you guys. Okay, so this one is from a girl named Corey of the Sea. Dear Candace, first, you're amazing. I heard you won School of Greatness, and you immediately became my spirit animal. My explicit, laced, no-holds-bar girl in arms to everything you stand for. And she's saying, fuck yes. <laughs> now that I've confessed my adoration, hopefully you'll read this on Wabi Sabi. Why, yes, Corey, I'm reading it right now. Your dreams can come true. How did you find your path? Truly, how did you find your path? How did you truly hone in on your passion? And what advice would you give to ladies who want to chase a dream, but you're not sure what it is? Love, Corey. Corey, you are so cute. Um, You're my spirit animal. And I love Lewis Howes in School of Greatness. It was a great interview. It was one of my saddest interviews, too. If you guys um, check out Lewis's pod, I was just so blatantly open and real and, oh my gosh, vulnerable. I wasn't expecting that either. It just, it was just me being me that day and and Lewis being Lewis. Um, Her first question, Corey asks, how did you truly find your path and truly hone in on your passion? You know that just like Kaizen, like everything is continuously improving. So early on in my career, I fell in love with food and cooking for others just because I, I felt that I had something to offer because I knew how to cook pretty well. And there was so much to learn in culinary school. I also fell in love with cooking because it was challenging for me. So like we talk about with Tiger Mom's strategy 
you have to continuously challenge yourself or else you're just going to be basic. And who the fuck wants to be basic? Sorry if you're the one person out there that wants to be basic. Oh, I think the person that wrote the comment um, in my reviews, you might be basic. Oh, sorry. Okay. So um, yeah, follow your calling. Corey, everyone out there listening, follow it. Just go with it. If you like design, graphic arts, if you like photography, if you like cooking, if you like desserts, if you like writing, maybe you love um, shooting underwater photography, maybe you love the passion and drive behind travel, maybe you want to be a lawyer and you want to help others, maybe you just want to implement public policy and, and make changes within public policy, like go to DC, find a nonprofit org, whatever you need to do, research it, find it and chase it. You know, I uh, started doing a lot of volunteer work and I sort of found my way through that path. Um, Chef Rob Wilson at the Laguna Ritz-Carlton at the time took me under his wing when I was really young and he started coaching me on like who to follow, what to do and how we could next level. And I met him through the Culinary Vegetable Institute in Milan, Ohio, when we had a big fundraiser for the kids. And I met them through my colleagues on Top Chef. So just everything sort of is intertwined. And I got on Top Chef because I was in culinary school and I saw the paper for the casting. And I have no idea how that happened. But it's all part of the path, right? It's like bricklaying. You've got this. Keep following the signs and just never, ever, as Sia says, give up. Okay. Oh, man. Some of these have been really hard to read, too, because a lot of you are going through adversity and tough times. But I think a lot of people were so stoked on the depression episode. And so thank you for writing to me about it because it validates like what we're doing. Okay, so Lex um, Harrell wrote, thank you so much for your authenticity and raw, honest advice. I love your podcast. I'd be so grateful for any thoughts on you have deciphering between putting hard work in versus getting taken advantage of when you're building a career. She says, I work in the modeling industry and I'm having a really difficult time with this. Let me know if you have any advice on knowing when it's time to make a transition in life. Okay. So and she says, I, I would greatly appreciate it as well. Again, thank you so much. So Lex, you are so brave for asking this question. You know, when it's time to make a change, when it's time and you'll know, I started the podcast because nobody would have my book on their TV show. And I was like, dude, this is the best book out of all the books I've written. I've written five other books. Kintsugi Wellness deserved more than anything airtime. If they weren't going to give me airtime, then I would figure out a way to share this message with the world. If there is no door, jump out a window. If there is no door, then build one. If you're getting taken advantage of Lex or any of you out there, and you know when you are, come on guys, you know, you can't, you can't not listen to your feelings. You have to be in touch with your true self. That's, that's real. You've got to stand up for yourself. A couple of you have actually written to me also about getting discriminated against in kitchens and, um, on the line at work. And I've 
been there. My hand is on my heart. I've been there in modeling. I've been there in food. I've been there in fashion. I've been there in media and writing and publishing. I've been taken so badly advantage of by so many older, like, how do you say, just, just individuals who thought they were entitled and privileged. And you know what I did? I fucking stood up for myself and I did it in the most graceful way. I packed my shit up and I let my legal team know that I would be writing an exit email and that we would be breaking a contract. And mainly, um, in certain instances, it made sense. Now I'm grateful for everyone on my team and everybody on my team I work with now. I'm proud to work with. I'm proud to stand next to. If you're in a tough situation where you can't just leave like that, I'm going to advise you to go talk to your HR department. If someone is harassing you or taking advantage of you, do not be afraid. You can also ask them to keep it anonymous, but I urge you to pack your stuff up with grace and humility And you tell them, thank you very much. Like I am moving on. Sometimes you don't even need another thing lined up. You can pray and you can reach out to your posse to help you. I recently had a friend change jobs and she called me during the transition and she was, she was going through a very hard time. And luckily, like when one friend is up, another is down and vice versa. And that's just the pattern of friendship that we see all the time. Be there for a friend. Also, Lex and every other girl listening or guy that needs a little bit of strength, you can talk to your friends and and remember, you know who your friends are that you can trust. Talk to them in confidence. Again, if you don't have a friend to talk to, ask a parent or a mentor or an aunt and uncle, a cousin or just a really smart work colleague and tell them, I need your help in confidence. So many people have helped me get through my tough times. I love my friends like Michelle, Steph, Courtney, Crystal. Like I can call them and and tell them anything. Dana, I'm like, yo dude, need your advice. My friend Nikki and I had these great conversations over in Italy about just like everyday life struggles. And as we prepare for our best lives, which I pray for each of you to be able to live. We live with the notion of wabi-sabi. Everything is perfectly imperfect. Know when to walk away. Don't tolerate more than you can handle. Give yourself love and respect. Respect yourself. Become self-aware and make changes. Don't forget, you see, the old way wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we got to do to survive. Thanks to mom for all the tiger mom love for all these years. And thank you guys for being kind and strong. And my God, thanks for being real. I can't handle all those fake people anymore. Oh my God, I'm so over it. This one goes out to you, that one person that wrote the shitty review. Why don't you just, you know, not even going to say it. Thanks for your, thanks for your feedback. (laughs) All right. Have a great week. I love you guys. Keep working hard. Know that the haters are always going to be there. But again, it's time to make a change 
And we've got to change the way we treat each other, as Tupac says. We've got to learn how to do what we got to do to survive. Let's uplift each other, shall we? There's enough Haterville out there. Love you, love you, love you. And um, please follow uh, my Instagram account at Candice Kumai, C-A-N-D-I-C-E-K-U-M-A-I. Send me comments on what you loved on this pod, what you want to hear more of, if there's something you didn't love. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to write that. (laughs) Um, Also, don't forget to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher, and we're working on getting onto a couple other places. Um, Check out my uh, shows that are coming up. I'll be on the Today Show again, July 9th, and then I'll be on Dr. Oz with a special appearance by my tiger mom, July 16th for that. Okay, have a wonderful week. Go get your book, Kintsugi Wellness. It's available wherever books are sold. K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I Wellness. Oh my gosh, my amazing friend, Tim Ferriss, sent me a DM that he thought the book was so well done and congratulations. And I was like, dude, this is the nicest comment. People like that amaze me every day because he's such a badass and I love his work. And the fact that he commends others on their great work too just shows how big hearted and real and inspiring he is. So thank you, Tim. Um, I love you guys and have a radical week. Keep it going. Keep it changing. And don't forget to listen to Changes by Tupac. All right. Love you. Ciao. You gotta make a change. It's time for us as a people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. And let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive. And still I see no changes. Can a brother get a little peace? It's warm on the streets and a war in the Middle East. Instead of war on poverty. They got a war on drugs.